All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions. Welcome everyone to All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions, the podcast you didn't know you needed about Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, PAX Unplugged, and beyond. I'm your host, Quarex. And I'm your other host, Ben. Hello, dreamers. Right now, we're recording live on the most emotional day of the year for Gen Con devotees. Some of you are elated that you've gotten a room in a connected hotel, or at least in the downtown block. Some of you are down in the dumps because you got a poor lottery time, and now you're looking at prospects at Gen Con from an airport hotel. And let me tell you, frankly, this year was a bloodbath. I don't think I've seen rooms go so quickly. Skywalk doubles, gone at 12.15. Downtown doubles, gone at 12.45. All of downtown, quote, a bust by 1.15. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this is with Indy building more hotels and Gen Con reserving more and more space on the back of last year's record-setting convention attendance. It actually makes me wonder if we can just have Peter Atkinson on to discuss this and ask what he is doing to fix this problem. In the meantime, don't worry, dreamers. Your pals, Ben and Quarix, have got your back keeping your Gen Con dreams alive because the only wrong choice is not to attend. So top of mind, in remembering that these are all imperfect solutions, how do you get housing closer to the convention center? One thing you can try, uh, you know, not to be pithy about it, is to lower your expectations. Because you probably got your sights set on, like, the best possible options. Two queen beds in, like, a connected hotel, with a continental breakfast every morning, living your best gaming life. But hey, maybe you need to accept that you aren't getting the best. Maybe you need to broaden your horizons. Yeah, you shot for the moon and you missed, but still you can be floating in the gaming stars if you follow our advice. That's right. First of all, you could try making new friends or reconnecting with people you might know that go. That's an asset you might not have thought about. Friends, friends in large, large twinkling circles. circles. So your heart may be broken, but somebody out there did win the lottery. They've got their golden ticket. You know what? They need help filling out that double queen room. Because (laughs) one person in a $350 a night room is going to go real broke real quick. If that's how you can help them out by helping them split the cost, well, probably be happy about that. So reach out to people you know who you know have gone to Gen Con or might want to go to Gen Con. Or even say say something on social media, media. honestly. Try to help each other out. It works. I've seen it happen all the time on the Gen Con forums. Hey, Hey, please please split a room with me. Okay. Done. So another way you can get closer to downtown is booking off block. Gen Con has reserved most, but not all, of the hotels in downtown Indianapolis in their housing block. You may be able to book one of these rooms outside of these block rooms. Quarex? Yes. Quarex? Yes. Quarex, are you paying attention? Yes! Didn't you used to book your stays this way? I call this the old money approach to booking hotels. This doesn't actually require old money, just like a refusal to participate in the activities of the the unwashed masses. Just ignore the block entirely. Now, I did this like 11 months in advance for 15 years in a row. That made it easier. But honestly, these days, it doesn't make it nearly as much easier. The hotels have really caught on and figured out how to exploit money from the attendees as best as possible. Now, there's got to be some downside to booking off block, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, very expensive. Like how how expensive are we talking here? I lasted in 2019 and paid $400 a night for my room. And these days, you know, I've seen 500 
600 700 a night for some of these out-of-block rooms. But that's twice as much or, or more. <laughs> yeah. And you might not be able to get a refund if you cancel your room. Like, the Homewood Suites downtown isn't in the block and doesn't offer refunds. So you better use that expensive room if you book it. <sighs> that's, a, that's a lot of money to lose. Yeah. And, of course, since it's not in the block, those are slightly more likely to be canceled if they realize they overbooked like they did at Hotel Indy last year. Uh, but, you know, it is still an option. Well, buyer beware. There is another option, which has its own ups and downsides, of course, which is the Airbnb and homestay provider category. Companies like Airbnb and Verbo connect people who need somewhere to stay with people with homes and apartments that they can stay at. Which you think, like, that sounds like a great choice for logic. Isn't it, Ben? Well, you're going to want to pay close attention to what you're renting. Sometimes it could be, you know, a whole hotel room or a house. Sometimes you're renting someone's basement or a room in somebody's house. And you need to measure your comfort level with whatever you've decided to rent. I seem to recall there being some other problems that may arise. (laughs) While these companies seem like monoliths, ultimately you're dealing with a person in their house or their rental property. Some of these hosts are pretty normal people who are fairly hands-off. You may encounter hosts with strict rules about noise and food and drink who may threaten to throw you out mid-convention. I didn't even think about some of those things. I was thinking you might have trouble actually keeping the rental in the first place, right? Indeed. Every year, there's at least one horror story about someone's Airbnb host canceling them close to the convention. Sometimes the property goes up again for a jacked-up price, and that's when the host realizes that it's Gen Con. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I know you're wondering whether they can do this. Each homestay provider should have protections against this. But it doesn't help you when it's a week before Gen Con and you don't have a place to stay. So again... Buyer beware with this option. Possibly the most reliable overall option would be just checking the housing portal all the time, keeping a close eye on it. But I I thought the housing portal was done. Toast. Kaput. So, well, the lottery is over. The rooms are going to be all sold by the time we're even saying this. But guess what? Every year... There are attendees who have to cancel their plans for Nerd Christmas and miss out on Gen Con entirely, and we can be sorry for them and also take advantage of their missed opportunities. And I bet those rooms probably go into another lottery, right? Honestly, you would think that, but conveniently, like the moment an attendee gives up the room, it pops back up on the portal, and anybody with a badge can grab it. And from personal experience, I know that because we upgraded in July 2022 to a really nice room that certainly had not been available up until someone randomly dropped it. So checking the housing portal, that seems a little labor-intensive, doesn't it? Okay, it is. But here's the thing. There's a webpage called GenConHotels.com that keeps an eye on this for you, which is actually what we used, honestly, in 2022 to make it so that we could find the room in the first place. But there's no guarantee the volunteer who set up the site will actually keep running it. It's not working right now, although I've heard that it doesn't usually come up till after the lottery is over. But if GenCon Hotels is working, uh, there's actually a script you can run that can automate some of the checking process. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's a GitHub link. So the last option follows my favorite part of GenCon. Oh, the auction. No. no. Well, that's that's obviously the best. But food trucks. Also, no. Neither one of the... Oh, exhibit hall. Gotcha. N- no? Yes? K- oh. Kind of. This is very obtuse. L- let me explain. In order to make Gen Con go, the convention needs two things. Vendors and games. 
the best four days in vending. Uh, gaming, that tracks. And if you're a vendor who needs to spend eight hours a day at their booth, you don't want to spend an hour commuting both ways between your airport hotel and the convention center. Uh, that, yeah. So similarly, if you're a gaming group with GMs running dozens or hundreds of sessions, you're going to want to ensure that some of these GMs are close to the event space so the games go off on time and without delay. <gasps> so the gaming groups also have hotel space. Exactly. I don't understand how that gets me a room. If you volunteer your time with one of these vendors or to run games with one of the GM groups, they may put you in some of their hotel space. <gasps> nice. Wait a minute. Okay, but how much do you have to volunteer to actually get a room? Well, it's going to vary from group to group as to what your time commitment will look like. I honestly don't have a good feel for expectations with the vendors. I've never personally done it myself. But I know most GM groups are looking somewhere between 24 to 32 hours worth of running games. That can, they, Again, it can vary a little bit. If you're willing to put in a lot of time, they may give you a key to a room. That's uh, dangerously close to a full-time job. You know, you wouldn't be wrong. The one year I GM 32 hours of games for a hotel room, I really only got to play after midnight in the JW ballroom. I would not and have not repeated it since. <laughs> uh, do you, like, get any choice who you stay with? Generally, no. Most groups, most vendors will try to make sure that everybody's comfortable so i wouldn't expect there to be one female in a room with three male strangers but that's a discussion to be had with the group once you found a, a group or a vendor who's willing to take you on that's about all we got for you dreamers although i will say the auction's only 20 hours of volunteer time if you want to throw your name in and come join me but hey let us know how you do trying to get a space to stay and if uh, we missed anything obvious about what you should have done if you didn't <laughs> Greetings from the end of the episode, weary traveler. Perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares, all gathered at linktr.ee slash dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything, from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was by Ben.